Uh, Pratik, thank you so much for making the time to be on my little uh, remote uh, setup. Uh, we were saying the thing is like my Bombay. You asked me about Bombay, so like the thing is I don't know that I used to live in Bombay like almost ten years ago now, or probably a bit more than that. So, so I've got some friends in Bombay in the tech scene, and some of them are in sort of the media scene, but uh, none none in the food scene. So, but yeah, super good to have you on. Uh, we have a mutual friend no, in uh, in Matt really Orlando. Just... So, <laughs> sorry, say again. Sorry, I saying? think. No, I was like, thank you so much for having me. I mean, it's great um, just to be like having a really honest heart-to-heart conversation about everything that's going on and everything yeah. that we are looking forward for also for this year. I mean, um, I think we're still far from being so-called normal, uh, but I think it's going to be baby steps and I think it's going to be a very, very collective effort. So yeah, so just we'll just talk about a lot of things. Yeah. Uh, first of all, congratulations are due because you guys did really well in the in the 50 best recently, right? Uh, yeah. You guys got voted 32 in Asia, so that's amazing. Congrats on that. Uh, I, 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 I haven't eaten your food yet, but I can't wait even more now to just, uh, once COVID is a bit easier, I can travel back home and try some good food. So I'm excited to visit once uh, once we're able to travel more. Trust me, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to travel. It's been, uh, it's been a year, more than a year, a uh, year and a half that, I mean, I think my last travel was February 2020. So yeah, technically a year. And 2019 was such an amazing year for us. Um, you know, just in regards of doing what we were doing. And I think we were on a very different trajectory. Um, right? You know, there were so many things going on. Like, I mean, I cooked at Ramat's restaurant in October 2019. Um, I was in Mexico doing a dinner, like, and I, it's like the, the, you know, Mexico reminds me of home. Uh, yeah. You know, you, you can draw so many parallels in like culture and food and, and, and the flavors and, uh, and how they, they eat as a community, you know, as a family, everybody would sit around the table, like, like, and there are like a lot of things to eat. So they're like, like we have chutneys, so they'll have like salsas and, 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 and uh, fresh tortilla, they'll have meat, they'll have some kind of a salad, vegetable. So, so Mexico, I mean, I, it was an amazing, amazing dinner that I, that I, that we did um, at the chef called Jorge Vallejo. Uh, and in, in Mexico, he, he runs a restaurant called Quintanil, one of the best restaurants. And more than that, like, like an amazing, amazing human being. Um, so, so the trajectory was different. Like we, me and Matt spoke uh, at this conference called Food in the Edge. Um, again, uh, one of the very forward-thinking conferences uh, like we have in the food space. Where was that? So yes, uh, that was in Ireland in Galway. That's it. I remember. Uh, really, yeah, really amazing. Um, and then I did a, I did a small talk at uh, Stone Barn. So, so I mean, what I'm trying to say is. You know, you know, you we were in a very different tra- trajectory, and when in January 2020, um, uh, when you know we were like, okay, great, like the de- decade is over, um, because we were just like riding on this like a super like high energy. Uh, we we're like, you know, this is this is gonna be our year, and I have so many different plans in terms of what we wanted to do in terms of talking about Indian food and what are we, what are, what exactly are we talking about Indian food and you know what are the bases of Indian food so I think I was getting into this like a big research mode um, and in the same month which is Jan 2020 we opened something called Mask Lab 
um, which is a place where which was completely dedicated uh, for research and development just for things we do um, and uh, things we want to talk about Indian food uh, in different contexts look um, we don't do mainstream Indian food um, um, we do we do we do food which has which has which has everything to do with India, right? Um, right from the flavors uh, to the nostalgic aspects to uh, uh, how we arrive on those flavors. Um, the flavors are so familiar, but the but the way we arrive or the path that we take to arrive on those flavors might be different. Uh, that was a place where we would collectively sit as a team and question everything. Um, you know, question things that we did, question things that we were taught, uh, question things that we are currently doing right now. Um, you know, I think, uh, if you're not the biggest critique of yourself, uh, then there's no point of what you're doing every single day. So so that was January 22. Uh, you know, we were like, you know, this is the direction. And, you know, um, you know, the, the, talking about creative juices, man, like we were just like <laughs> at it. <laughs> but uh, in, 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 in two months straight up, uh, you know, what hit us? Honestly, we, we didn't even realize at that point of time. We were like, um, I still remember March 17th, 2020, um, we closed the restaurant down, um, thinking that in two weeks, um, we'll, be, we'll be coming back with whatever we're doing, uh, not realizing honestly that what was the gravity of the situation at that point of time. And I think, um, I think all around the world within the industry, everybody was feeling that. We had so less information and, and and nobody honestly had had concrete answers. Uh, we were trying to figure out so many answers. I was trying to call people in US, I was trying to call people in Europe, uh, all the friends who had different restaurants all over the world, trying to figure out what the hell is going on on their, on their uh, end. And, you know, you know, places like Denmark, places like uh, even, even US um, or, or in London, I know they had these like amazing, like government at least had those packages for them um, where if you're unemployed or, or you know, the restaurant suffering, the government will come and pitch in or they will help them with finances or any other support, you know. Uh, because look, when, you, when you're at that juncture where, you know, your business is, is shut, um, smaller or bigger support, any support, ma any, any support matters. It doesn't matter how big or small it is. Uh, but in India, it was a different different case. Um, we were just sitting, trying to figure out uh, without any government support, unfortunately. Um, because I feel like in India, like hospitality as a profession or hospitality as an industry is, is seen as, as sort of a third wheel, I guess. Um, yeah. But on the contrary, we, we, we have a big part as an industry in entire India to play in, in, in the GDP, overall GDP. And I think we are one of the highest um, um, uh, parts of the GDP. Clearly, no, no, we, we recruit the 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 of course, most yeah, of the manpower people. side. Yeah, of course. No, look no. At the manpower side. Look at the jobs creation, and you know, like I, I think the government also don't realize that you know uh, it's a trickle down effect. Honestly, if we get if we if we suffer. We have people that we need to pay. We have people who deliver us fish, meat, vegetables, dairy, like everything. Our suppliers, our, our wine producers, our people who we deal with coffee day in, day out. So so it's a trickle-down effect. Everybody gets affected. So yeah. so I think we were left high and dry in, in March. Um, and, and I think when, 
you know as a kid when you're thrown in the swimming pool or in the ocean wherever you're thrown without without you knowing swimming and you're just trying to figure out because you don't want to drown right you want to live and you're just like struggling trying to figure out breathing gasping but at the same time you're just paddling you're trying to like make way and you're trying to learn and i think that was the exact situation in 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 april when we when we uh, when we were shut down and you're we trying to figure out what to what was the what was the next step and i think then then i think things started changing when we sat down sat down as a team and uh, and honestly like you know we i was having a chat with one of my friends and um, the one thing uh, that I was talking about was uh, we all face difficult times and i think when faced with difficult times and these are the most difficult times and last year has been hell honestly um that we have ever seen um at that point of time and i and i f- and i know that i felt it exactly the same way that i'm going to tell you is that when when you're faced with those difficult time you need to ask yourself what right looks like right because i know honestly i was blessed to have a like a team what what i have right now um and at that point of time we were like we need to do right things and i think community was the biggest thing that we were we were trying to figure out because you would see around i would i know for a matter of fact so many restaurants um uh, were planning to shut down uh, so many restaurants were laying off people and and of course for for a lot of obvious reasons um they were just like there was like april may june there was just catastrophe and i think for us when when we thought what right looks like it was you know i think it was first thing was what are we doing in order to support the community and what are we doing in order to support people right now who have no no food to eat or 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 they need us you know um lot of times at that point of time i also felt like you know we are in that fortunate position where we can help and that's what yeah. i meant what right looks like when you are position to help people and you're not i mean then that's unfortunate and 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 that's exactly. what i that's what i mean by you know what right looks like and i think that's the question that you know you know we were asking and and that's where we were heading towards to you know so the big so question was where are, like what am i running towards right now as opposed to yeah, so what did that now? look like because in the beginning as you mentioned sort of march everything was unknown and 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 at least from the outside in right looking at your instagram looking at what you've been doing and putting out there it feels like mask in the early days yes of course everybody didn't know what was going on the first few months but but you and the team have managed to create some pretty interesting things very innovative if i can even say that word right in this context uh how what happened in the early months and and can you talk about some of the things that you guys have been doing the last year uh while trying to sort of do the right things as you mentioned during covid yeah thank you for saying that you know i think uh i don't know where i i read it or heard it and it really instantly stuck to me that you know adversity is a terrible thing to waste um and we as hospitality professionals um you know um and i mean i'll talk about mask as a team and you know we regrouped uh, in mid around 10th or 11th i'm so 10th or 11th april we sort of regrouped uh, we sat together and uh, and i think one of the things that we knew that 
you know we really believed in ourselves and 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 as hospitality professionals we are so um we are generally really optimistic people and part of being optimistic is always looking for those silver linings right yeah and uh, honestly there has been there were uh as a team the way we operate also and the and you know i feel so proud that you know me and my team i think we we believe in the spirit of collaboration and we were talking and the ideas were coming along um of course the first idea was okay let's do start deliveries and i think that was the more viable option of um you know leaning towards because everybody was deliveries were allowed at that point of time we started deliveries and i think we started gravitating towards comfort food and i think because it had hit people mentally financially people looking for comfort right and when people look for comfort it's always that one comfort food and in, and of course like in india like you know comfort food because we're so such a fortunately we're such a diverse country um our comfort food is also so diversified but the entire delivery menu was focused on what comfort looked like um we started uh, doing a lot of uh, we started uh, doing a little bit of community service in in terms of whatever people would buy from us a certain amount of share would go to a uh, uh, ngo where they would feed a lot of uh, uh, people because a lot of people were on streets not getting fed and i think like i think there were many people doing some incredible work um, in orders to make sure that the people on the streets are 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 fed so i think our one of our one of our uh, uh, you know really focus was um, you know making sure that you know we are part of that team um, day in day out um we were not doing it because so, we felt it was it was nice or you know community service great i mean and i'll come back to the same same point that we felt it was the right thing to do at point of time yeah Something and i think i think i think it's really that's i think that's one of the interesting things right because as you mentioned you touched on a very important point that in in i'm currently in denmark and and sort of in northern europe and in parts of the us or most of the us uh right there was some support even if a little bit from the government right and i think and i think um i'm 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 a member of of this ngo or the or whatever it is nonprofit situation thing that mad and a few people started called boline right which is this uh, thing yeah. that he's been that's i had i had him and two other founders in the episode on on the podcast a few weeks ago um and i think it's like it's a very privileged situation that denmark actually gives you money and the 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 social system is so well organized that you know that the, they've thought about this and yes it's going to affect the economy in the long run but for now you will survive and and the and i think you were brought up and you and i think is your partner's name aditi is that what her name is um yeah aditi aditi yeah. um and ravi aditi aditi so the three of you yeah. were brought up and matt mentioned as the shout out at the end of the episode he brought you guys up saying that you know you haven't had the support of of the government as as and no restaurants or the hospitality industry in india has that support so you had to you were forced in a way as you said to be innovative and to sort of say okay let's let's try and innovate on you revenue streams but at the same time we're in a crisis so let's try and look around and see what we can do and i think sort of as as having grown up in india like for me that was always also how my we grew up saying that you, you can't ignore where you're living you know you have to yeah. sort of so do whatever you can to add some value back to where you are um i want to touch on a couple of things because i definitely want to get into your background a little bit because i think it's very interesting and there's sort of 
you know, you, you've sort of had this global sort of, you know, culinary journey and now you're back in India and I don't really know much about your background. So I think I would love to explore that a little bit personally. Um, all I know is you're a good friend of Matt's and, and you, that's it. <laughs> and that's enough for me to cover it, you know. Uh, but I think I'd love to talk about sort of this. You, you said something very small, but I think most people in the hospitality industry don't understand that you created like a new it wasn't that you pack repackaged your old menu or your restaurant menu and made it into like a delivery menu it was a whole totally new thing right you sort of thought about it from the ground up for delivery can you talk a bit about that and also what other um let's say new revenue streams or new ideas you've been doing over the last year until you could open back up and then let's talk about the opening and what you're where you are today um We'll start with the background and then slowly we'll move on. Let's do that. Um, so, man, I'm sure you're, you're familiar with Kashmir and like, you know, like yeah, I'm always, <laughs> I'm always so are you, proud are you of, uh, is, are you are you from I am. Kashmir? Where are you, where are you from? I'm from Kashmir. I'm from Kashmir. Okay. Very nice. Beautiful. From, yeah. So I was, uh, oh, my, my, I dad was is, my dad is from Jammu. So from Udampur. So we, we, we were born in, oh, really? uh, he was born in, he, he grew up in Udampur and then moved to Delhi. So I'm, I'm like half Jammu. You've never been there, but like, you know, I, I hope to go soon. But, uh, yeah, so there's definitely that connection. Yeah. No, man, go you on. gotta go there. Um, you know, just let me know when you're here next. Uh, maybe you can take a trip to Kashmir. But uh, it's one of the most, most, most beautiful, beautiful parts of India, and and for 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 obvious reasons, like really close to my heart. Uh, so we were, uh, I I was born. It's an hour, hour and a half, or rather an hour away from Srinagar. It's called Baramula, and that's where I was born. And in 1990, uh, we moved out because of the political uh, crisis that happened in Kashmir. Um, and we moved out. Um, I think that was the most uh, most difficult times. And you know, we talked about uh, you know adversity, wasting adversity is a terrible thing. And I think uh, you know a lot of times when I see and I mean I can relate to the journey, uh, what uh, what happened in 1990s and what is what's happening right now, um, because in 1990s my father had a great job, family set, la la la, everything was great. Um, and he was he was doing super well um, and within one night from having a house having a full family having a super happy family in one night from a house we were living in a refugee camp in a small tent with at least at least thousand people in a, in a big ground so that was, I mean, I don't, obviously that was, I was so young to really understand the gravity of the situation and what was really going, going on. Um, but, you know, from, from coming from being a, a refugee in your own country and working so hard in making sure that your, your, your kids or your family is well taken care of, I think, I think, I think that is, as, that, that has been the biggest lesson in my life also, because at the point when they were, I'm talking about my parents both, uh, they were at their lowest point in life, um, they still managed to have hope. They were still, I mean, I, I, I'll, I'll come back to an incident, what my mother keeps talking about. This was in, in, in 
March or February 1990. Uh, we moved out of Kashmir in 19, March 1990 and I think during the Feb time she was traveling in a bus from Srinagar to Baramulla and uh, she she got down she was walking uh, towards the house um, and she could see like like there were a lot of masked men with guns just roaming on the streets and I think that was the atmosphere at that point of time she put her head down and it was me in her lap and it was my sister she was 10 years old at that point of time uh, they were walking I was in the lap she kept her head down and she could see on the road with the chalk uh, the militants had written Indian dogs go back Indian dogs go back and uh, she told my sister who was 10 at that point of time and she was like if something happens to me or they shoot me remember do not look back take your brother in your arms and run you know the house so I mean when you hear these kind of stories and when I mean you are I mean you I, mean, I have goosebumps and and it's imagine what is going through that 10 year old kid so so coming back to you know the point of you know adversity being a terrible thing to waste um, we moved on um, and then you know life moved on we were from from the refugee camp we got into house and and I mean I think that was the where you, which city did you move to where did you guys move we moved to Jammu where the refugee camps were and eventually moved to Delhi then we moved back to Jammu but my parents are back in Srinagar uh, but during the entire time my growing up so uh, you know my mom would always cook lunch dinner breakfast lunch dinner breakfast snacks and it was funny because she would make sure that we eat Kashmiri food she would make sure that we speak in Kashmiri at least in our household um, because she was like as a refugee your language and your food are the true identities of who you are wherever you go in life, wherever you go, wherever you stay, doesn't matter. Your food and your language is what will define you at the end of the day. And I think that was so beautiful and, and yeah. such a powerful, powerful thing. Yeah. Um, I have, I have, I have, I mean, that, thank you for sharing that. I really appreciate it. I think, I think it's, it's clearly, it's a part of your identity and that's why you wanted to share it. And I think, you know, there's, there's this, there's this, there's this, there's this sort of issue right in the world today where like uh, of social media where there is this kind of uh, fake uh, crisis that's always created yeah. right and there's a there's a word called wokeness or some other words all these amazing new words that are created but for people who've lived through real adversity right like they they lean yeah. towards being being hopeful and being positive versus creating this unnecessary like like you have so much is going well, so much is going, you know, you know, good. Why focus on on sort of the unnecessary sort of bullshit? And there's parts of the world where people like yourself, and to a lesser extent, our families had our own journey with this, uh, you know. And and there's it's like if you go through real adversity and real sort of you know terror, you only are hopeful. I feel at least people that I meet have gone through that are very rarely. You know, looking at the negativity in life always. So that's I uh, just wanted to put that out. I think it's important. Yeah, and you know, I think uh, what you said is so right and so true. And I think uh, me as a personality also, um, you know, I think because of what 
my family has been through and you know listening to all those stories and and growing up uh, you know moved cities and and you know i've seen how my my parents have worked hard like relentlessly yeah. you know that you know and 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 that unconditional um, you know love and support and you know you, you i don't know like you know it's it's for me it's too emotional and and you know and and i think that's what happened last year also for, with me um in 2020 because you know you moved on and you're doing so many uh, i would say amazing things in life um you know sometimes it's so important to take that pause and see where you're at and look around i think it's so important to do that in life and i think last year is that's what it taught us that as life has slowed down you know honestly i have grown to appreciate the slower moments in life and slower things in life because look around like you know we live such a hectic life with with our phones and 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 you know technology and and of course like you know being a big in f&b industry there's anyways just so much to do so much stress around oh um, my god but <laughs> i mean i don't no, want to i don't want to get in i had no i had a 10 week pop up in copenhagen and i'm i have like a thousand times more respect for anybody who does anything in hospitality industry whether it's a little cafe or or or, or like a roadside thing or something like something like what you and Matt do like in the fine dining world right let's let's switch gears and get into sort of how you got your start in the food industry can you talk about the early days and and cuz you also worked in Copenhagen right or or let's talk about that sort of yeah, yeah. how what was your journey like in the culinary world go on so i did my like hotel management from a ways like it's a honestly the college is in middle of paddy fields in in punjab uh, there's a place called gurdaspur um, okay nice gurdaspur i know i know um, very remote like it's a village so i did my hotel management there there was a small cyber cafe at that point of time uh, and i would pay um, in in uh, okay i'm just right right now converting so Uh, 2 kroners for 1 hour to to serve oh, wow. things. Okay, so you already did the krona conversion. That's great. So about 20 rupees. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so I graduated from there and in those like 3 years of my graduation and you know being in that small village um you know one thing was and I keep talking about several linings my professor used to show me books she went to Sergio Rola Charlie Trotter and I used to look, go French laundry. I used to go and just like type menus, and just like look, look at the menus, and I wouldn't understand a thing. And I think I was, and that part of time, I think that that seed of you know just like meeting them or or working with them or learning from them was 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 there. I think that was that was the fire. Um, I was like you know I gotta go there. I gotta go there. I gotta just explore what this world is because I was just so fascinated just by looking at the menus. It was nothing. I would say French laundry menu, and I just like read it. Mm. And uh, so graduated, started working for hotels, and and I quickly realized how soul sucking job uh, that was. Um, um, and not to not to talk about in negative ways, but everything I did in life did impact me. Was it positive, negative? that's another story but it did impact me was it working from hotels to moving on to us so i i left uh, my job in hotels um to study um and i went to ci <clears throat> and i think 
part of my going to CIA, the main motive was <clears throat> because I was so obsessed with Thomas Keller because somebody had gifted me his book, French Laundry, and I was just in awe of just the book, just like flipping pages. I didn't understand anything, honestly. Um, and CIA was just like, I was like, you know, maybe I go there, maybe I get to meet him. <laughs> so CIA happened and, uh, you know, you know, as, as I say, like, you know, for me, because I took a loan um, to study uh, and go to US, took a student loan. And in my in my head, I was I would always calculate even if I'm buying a hot dog, it's like seven dollars, seven dollars multiplied by that time it was like sixty five. It's like oh, that's a lot of money. <laughs> so, but I was like, I have spent so much money. I need to make sure like it's worth it. So, I mean, I had three jobs. Um, I was in the student team, um, and of course, regular day to day classes. And I had I had a small book uh, from India, um, which I would always keep with me, listing the things that I need to do slash achieve um, or work in these restaurants so I have like at least 20 restaurant names which I had written down as like I need to go there I need to at least spend some time there for me it was just being there just mere my physical presence and just like seeing because look I came from a very different culture um, as far as food is concerned as far as society is concerned um, so for me it was it was it was a different world um, and and US was my first ever country that I visited uh, outside of India. So for me, that was my first plane ride outside and, uh, and, India. That was the country. And, and where is CIA? Because I, I and how long is the degree there? Or could you talk a little bit about that? Because I'm not yeah. from. I'm not familiar with the specifics yeah. there. Sorry. So there was around uh, a year and a half uh, the degree. And CIA is in upstate New York. So from New York City, it's around so, uh, an hour and a half. Nice. Yeah. So that's so. And and so after that, did you then start working? Uh, once you finished that, did you start working in the US? Well, so I was just tick marking my you know restaurant. So uh, be it like writing to Grant Ackett's for like at least twenty times, saying, "Dude, I mean, I'm flying to Chicago. I've saved money." Uh, just let me in, just let me in. And one day he replied back, all right, you know, you, know, you can come and, you know, Beautiful. start with us for, for a month. Um, so be it that or be it writing continuously to Thomas Keller saying like, dude, I mean, I can, I can, I just want to just work for two days. Like, just give me an hour. Like, you know, so, so I think it was, I mean, I was like, it, it was a different, um, I'm looking for a right word in my head. Like, I mean, I was just like, I was on fire um, because for me, it was a different world, and I just wanted to do so many things. Um, uh, but I graduated from CIA. Um, I got a job at Michael Mina's restaurant, a steakhouse in Washington, D.C. And uh, from there, I started writing to Noma, uh, because I think that at that point of time, 2009, 2010, uh, was the, you know, everybody would talk about Noma. I think it came, that was, a, that was the year they got, like, the number one restaurant in the world for the first time. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I, well, like, what is this about? Like, what is this restaurant about? So I kept writing and uh, I got an email back from Matt Orlando, <laughs> who was the head chef at that point of time, saying, uh, yeah, dude, great. Um, you know, uh, I said, I only have one month. Uh, that's all I can afford to live in Copenhagen. I'm a student um, and it'll be great. So, so I spent a month and a half in November 2010. <clears throat> or 11 I can't remember precisely but yeah I think that those years um, spend a month and a half and 
and it completely like like really uh, changed my mind in in, in different ways um, just in terms of uh, what people were doing in US what people were doing in India and what like Copenhagen was booming in that point of time that really hit me hard um, and to explain it more is I kept thinking to myself that you know being in India and from India you know we're sitting on a gold mine I'm sitting on a gold I mean, mine yeah. I, I've said like, this so many times every time I'm sat with anyone from the food industry I was like guys just just like I, I don't have the skills or the knowledge in my hands to kind of explain it but the flavors the ingredients the sort of heritage the techniques and also kind of bringing it forward I actually uh, I went to I lived in Paris and um, my roommate was studying at Le Cordon Bleu and he was from the Philippines and the Philippines also has a lot of you know very interesting flavors and some very yeah. good cuisine and and he introduced me to a bunch of chefs that they were all studying together with and they were kind of you know, I would eat something they made for me. And I was like, oh, I can relate this to, you know, something that I ate, like kind of Rogan Josh meets something else. Kind of in my mind, I was yeah. like, okay, if, you know, there was the, all these similarities I was playing with. And and I remember my friend who um, was now back in the Philippines and, and, and like the first week he made me adobo and it was like very kind of rustic, right? And then when he finished his degree, he made me adobo. And, and I was like, whoa what what is this like the oh. plate I mean, it, was, it was like and i think I, I from that moment i was like oh we are kind of not doing a justice to the to the food the flavors the ingredients we have in india and I, most of us don't even know of the diversity that exists in india even being indians ourselves right we kind of eat the same shit and some of it's good and if you go to like a nice fancy restaurant get some overly fatty curry or something it's, it's fine that's good food too there's a place for the comfort food, as you said, but I think there's a lot of that's kind of being missed out. And I and and you sort of felt that that entire experience in Noma, or was it before or after, or just that whole period? You sort of started feeling that. I feel the seed uh, of you know thinking about uh, you know what we can do um, back in India was. I mean, I think the seed started from there. Um, I moved back to New York after after uh, my stint in Noma, and uh, I kept speaking to my mom. And she was quite adamant that I should move back. And I was like, no, 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 I have like, I'm getting a beautiful job in San Francisco. Um, no, I'm, I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be here. And I think, I don't know what happened, honestly. I have no idea. Something like, some switch in my head was like, I think I should go back. I had to say no to my... This was 2011, 12, right? This was 11, 11, 12. Okay. I was like, uh, you know, fuck this shit. I'm going back. I, I went to Paris, um, stayed there for a week. Uh, I just want to take a break um, and then move to India and this was 2012 and this was 2012 and uh, you know life moved on and uh, in 2016 um, you know I managed to open the restaurant which I felt was sort of a big risk to take in 2016 um, and honestly, like, I think, uh, you know, there were so many things uh, that, you know, that I was questioning at that at that point of time. And I think that's the process of evolvement. In, in 2016, when we opened, um, of course, I wanted to tell the story of India, but in a, in a different language. Um, I was looking at India. I was looking at Indian food. I was looking at Indian ingredients. And I was looking at Indian culture 
with diversity in mind but i was looking at it with a very different lens mm. and and i think that's the part of the process and i think that process is so important while i was doing that there was so there was so much information there was so much learning there was it was just i mean it i felt i don't know anything about india being an indian honestly yeah. that so, led so me 2016 to, go on go on no 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 please please no. go on i just so and you know that process led me in meeting some incredible people soon doing some incredible work with different farmers all across india in understanding the produce and how diverse it is um in that entire process also in like the travel and meeting people you know you'll you'll meet a farmer he'll connect you to a different farmer uh in the entire process i also felt that there were so many unknown and there's so much of there's so there's such a different story that people should know about india because yeah. i think the the package of indian food has been same since i don't know how many years it's the same package that we sell to the world i mean i mean it's like it's like this kind of wazwan sort of you know 50 100 course situation the royalty all that stuff or it's like you know this this the kind of stuff that's existed for the past 50 60 years in india and outside of india like i mean there's no like you can go to the uk and get some great indian food and some other capital cities in europe also have some good indian food in the us of course it's a lot more uh you know proliferated because of the indian diaspora there but even within india because i've lived in delhi uh, i grew up in the south of the country in the nilgiris and then i came and lived in bombay for a bit and bangalore mm-hmm. so i've kind of lived all over the country and for me personally like i know i have my dosa place in bombay i know i have my you know yeah. kebab place in I bangalore like you know sort of sort of the different because india is very diverse but it's very like i mean if i have to explain it i think you could probably do a much better job i you know it's kind of just one note is being of one instrument like that's it it's like oh you can only do this one thing but you're not playing anything more and and yeah. and, and so 2016 uh t- where did you guys start and can you talk about a bit about the early days and and what was kind of the whole I'm purpose gonna, there i'm going to talk about the note that you just mentioned and uh, and the way i sort of sometimes define indian food um is the two two things to it one thing is um indian food what you and me know about is a process of or it's a result of constant evolution i mean if you just go back a little bit and understand the context of indian subcontinent you know i'll talk about subcontinent before partition also that uh, it was so different um everything was different about the food so so the the food, indian food that we know of today is a result of constant evolution a b is that we talk about diversity and which is great um and i think as as an indian uh, we're so fortunate to have this kind of diversity uh but it is also indian food if we have to really box it it is 29 states you know it's not 29 states it's like 29 countries put together and that's what makes indian food and it's exactly the same how would you define european food if i have to ask you it's not european food it's a mix of french italian spain portugal and so many different countries com- coming together and creating whatever those two words european food so it's exactly like indian india also it's 29 states having their distinct identity um, and it's not like you know they're like slightly different there's a it's like it's totally completely different you know and if you move from a good analogy a good an- 
Sorry, quickly, just to make context, a good analogy here is that, like, at least my, I remember because, because uh, we, my, my family, uh, our business uh, a while back was uh, building spas and hotels. So we were in a lot of hotels growing up um, with a lot of these sort of nice luxury chains. So it was pretty okay food, uh, you know, but I remember like going to get like, you know, pasta in, in one of these, one of these places. It's like getting, it's like, it's like, yeah, it's past like, you know, white sauce with some noodles, with something like no nuance, no nothing. And then you go to a sort of, I, I have friends from Modena and go to Modena and you get like pasta in a, in a old grandmother's house there. Right. It's yeah. the, it's, it's the inverse of Indian food. Like what the world knows of Indian food and what most Indians consume of Indian food is like that, you know, pasta that we used to get in India. We, and I'm sure it's much better now, but the sort of what you get in India is it's kind of the sort of the yeah, uh, uh, the pixels are very like not clear like there's no nuance and I think you know kind of growing up with with like um, you know having a Kashmiri dad Punjabi mom you know kind of moving all over the country right like and we love to cook as most Indian families do right it's kind of this the nuance is there and I have the best memories of going to sort of you know a, a small little place in Delhi my dad knows someone who knows someone who's like a you know, original cook from Kashmir, Kanisepatani, yeah. something, you know, making this one dish and doing it so well. I'm like, I've never had this in my life. Where has this been? <laughs> and I can imagine that journey for you must have been pretty, pretty intense, right? In the beginning. And I think I think, and I keep saying this a lot, that uh, real Indian food is at people's homes. Yeah. That's what real Indian food is. If you really want to find real Indian food, uh, honestly, it's not in hotels, it's not in restaurants, it at, is it at people's home. So yeah. whenever I travel, I make sure like, you know, we will we get in touch with, with someone or of course, like, you know, we're fortunate to have so many friends in, in all over different places of India and they would like hook us up with like, like good family meals. Like what would, a, what would a family in that region, in that area would eat? And that's what real food and food is. Yeah, recently you were in Leh, I think, or Ladakh somewhere. Oh. I saw on your Instagram, yeah. and the food that you were putting up, I just felt like, oh my god, this guy is driving me insane. The food looks so unique. That was the first word that came to mind. I was like, I didn't know that this kind of food existed even, and I think that's kind of that's, what I feel yeah. is exciting, you know, with what what you were doing. And uh, you know, the kind of food. I mean, I'll just give you one example, and you know, this 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 Please. obviously will drive the of how diverse it is that uh, Ladakh is also the food in Ladakh is also a const like as a result of constant evolution right now what they eat is something like their day-to-day -day diet is something called thukpa so it's basically broth and noodles now you would never associate noodles with Indian food but that is an integral part of food like Indian food system and yeah. if, if I start talking about this like no 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 like you know I think we should talk about chicken curry so, so that's the point we want to drive at Mask also that you know there's a different story of Indian food, that there's a there's a the India what people know I think we need to look at it very from a very different lens and I think that's the point like you know we talk about ingredients talk about techniques there's so many things and honestly, like from one restaurant I can't even do justice. We can do only this much, but I think like you know you know I'm I'm, I'm so happy and glad that you know. At this point of time, that we are there's a there's a there's a really 
constructive dialogue and and people are talking about uh, you know regionality in indian food people are talking about diversity in indian food people are talking about sub diversity in indian food and there are so many contexts i mean honestly if we dive deep like we'll have a 10 hour conversation that that'll have to be that'll have to be a couple episodes we do in person with some with some proper wine that's i don't want to do this over the call here actually i had uh, i had the milton uh, milton abel the second on um and he was uh, I, I, when you were talking about your french laundry story he was talking about his journey and, and and i could see some similarities sort of in that desire to be this kind of special place i know we're jumping all over the place here but but you know what was what was that experience like being sort of you went to noma which was the world's best and is one of the world's best still uh who gives the carbar rankings like you know it's it's there um and and what do you think about sort of what was special about the french laundry when you were there and and if we talk about you know what impact that left on you today how do you see that you know is there one thing that stands out and maybe it wasn't the french laundry alone right just talk about yeah. kind of your your impact from that time to now i think importantly it is more to do with me coming to this like amazing country uh for the first time in my life and being in awe of um lot of things honestly and of course the food played a played a very very big role and and i really wanted to like be in those kitchens um and honestly i was i was not i was not there to learn any particular recipe or like things they do i just i just wanted to be there and i don't know how to explain you that because i had never felt that you know i would go to every weekend um if i didn't had any job usually i would take up a lot of cash jobs back then but if i didn't had a job i would be at labor and then just washing dishes um and during service time i would just stand they would say just you just stand you don't do anything and i think i was just in like oh my god like oh like this is the first time i'm seeing an uni for example oh this is the first time i'm seeing a, a real lobster this is the first time i'm seeing a certain kind of fish and how they are doing it and and i think the biggest thing that i've learned with all these restaurant is 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 that there's a certain amount of discipline and now at this time in age in life i look back and see there are a lot of things that i look back and see and say i don't want to do that because mm. a lot of things i were not right so i think as an experience today if if into 2021 um all these experiences i had whether it was in 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 us or or in 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 europe um it really impacted the way i operate today it helped me to get my own voice and i think that's so important you know um with the world that we live in with like instagram and twitter you know it's so easy to get sucked into that world and there's a thin line in getting inspired or just like blatantly like copying someone uh, but all i would say all these experiences and when i when i when i opened the restaurant also they just helped me in getting my own voice it helped me realize who i am what i want to do and i think that was so important for me that was really important to who i am and finding my own voice and of course you know from 2016 to 2021 if i look back at a lot of things that we did even like dishes that we did 
and we were making her joke out of it the other day and was like that was really bad oh that was really bad did we really do that but for me that journey is is beautiful but you that's also see, a good yeah it's also a good sign see, right like it's a sign of growth yeah. as well go on yeah and and yeah i mean i'm coming back to the evolvement you know i think for me also after i came back with so many different experiences in trying to find my own voice it for me it was so important to be evolving every single day yeah see honestly you know if you have same thoughts every single day um if you do the same thing every single day you'll be the same person every single day so 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 what's the point that's it that's it yeah exactly right uh so let's enough if not evolving every single day then i think that that that's a real problem yeah i think you touched on a couple of things i really want to explore right you sort of said because i think and i and i, I and i this is the first time we sorry can't hear me i sorry I, i said are we running out of time <laughs> no 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 i mean i'm good if you got to go you'd let me know but i i'll no, no, no. for another another half an hour we're having noise. Um, good um, good but i think where where i wanted to touch a little bit because we've never met we've we're speaking for the first time now i've only sort of seen whatever i've seen online on instagram right but i feel like the way you run your kitchen at least from the external perspective right the way i see it is is it feels like there's some um uh, rhyming with sort of the kitchens i see in denmark and the kitchens i've seen it's it's not sort of the at least it doesn't feel like you know the very kind of old school kind of you know running with a cane kind of situation happening i'm the boss everyone else do what i say i'm the sort of head honcho and and i think you know you mentioned hospitality has it's a lot about people right it's all about the team you get together because you can't run the restaurant alone uh, uh so i think how how have you done that the last 5 years and are there certain ways that you want to share of how you run your restaurant today uh and i definitely want to talk about sort of the evolution in covid after but i think this is an important part i would love to to double click on you know my honestly um and i just you know in starting i mentioned that you know uh, the kind of support um and the kind of uh the kind of support that i got from my team was uh, was amazing um yeah, you know they you know during pandemic the way they have stepped up um the way we have done things collectively um for me it was you know when i when i really really think about it it's overwhelming and my inherent belief is that everybody in the team should have a voice and everybody everyone in the team uh needs to have the true sense of ownership if that happens now imagine if that happens then collectively we are likely to be achieving that same goal quickly um having that yeah. courage and conviction to say it loud as a team that we will get through this was amazing like we were vocal about we would talk about this in the briefing we will get through this you know and also at the same time when we are when we are talking about this at that that point of time understanding that whatever goals we want to achieve together um that'll take time and what we, we what we were trying to create and mask collectively as a team also was just to do a lot of magic honestly without without any 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 lamps amazing um and and you know i feel as a it's my responsibility also as a leader um 
to create that sense of ownership right as a leader i want to you know for us team briefings are really really important and i keep saying this in whatever industry you are in you know that small team briefing can be 30 minutes it can be 10 minutes it can be 5 minutes you know just talking to the team and talking about things that matter that inspire you within a group just is 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 amazing um it is also so important as a leader to criticize yourself you know to see where you went wrong and talk about it yeah right you know there it's about you know it's about showing confidence in being vulnerable with yeah. your team and i think that is that is something which we are trying to do every 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 single day yeah and it's such a refreshing take in my perspective right because the industry at least as far as i know because i've been around hotels and i've been around some other kind of you know hospitality industry in india is is nothing like this right like it's the opposite um and there's very little respect for members of the team even today right even though things have gotten a lot better but still today most restaurants most cafes most hotels especially hotels right there is this sense of like ha main kaam kar raha hu i'm just here to do the work i'm going to get out and and i'll take my paycheck and i'll leave if someone pays me 10 bucks more i'll go there and and there and and very few places and there's more and more of them care about this and it's it's funny right because the whole industry is based on people <laughs> it should be the opposite but it but Absolutely. for some reason it's not you know i also feel the way we are running um and this is my personal belief um that you know the way we are running the industry um right now in india and i think we are changing tremendously and trust me i'm i'm so proud uh of the fact that you know you know we belong here like you know i'm running a restaurant in india but also at the same time i also feel that the the way that we are running restaurants or the way we are running the industry or the operations um is is slight old school is is little archaic i think i think it's very important for us um yeah no i mean what i was saying that you know i i believe that uh you know the way we run restaurants and the way we are you know we're running hospitality here is 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 kind of old school it's kind of archaic and i think um it's very important for us to ask question at this point of time that where are we headed towards or which direction are we running towards you know if we keep doing the same things again and again i think we'll be will be there so uh and as you rightly said it is all about people hospitality is all about people and 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 i think the more we take care of the people we work with the better you can be like you can be successful in doing whatever you're doing the more you invest in your people i think that's so important right um and it's very you know sometimes in restaurants um you know um it's very important to ask you know where are the where are the maximum salary dollars spent uh, whether the highest paid people are working on the floors and if that happens in any restaurant you know where the highest paid people are working on the floor that creates a sense of creatively autonomy autonomy and you can be you know decisions are made right there right then and there's so many like as a restaurant you can be more creative rather than most of the dollars spent going to the corporate office and they make decisions for the restaurant i think i think i think that needs to change uh, 
little bit and you know at mask we are you know i keep saying like we are the lucky people the reason why we are lucky is that we are in this profession of making memories like we have the power to create a memorable experience to create everlasting memories for people who are dining with us so imagine how powerful our job is to create for me to create that that sense of autonomy a sense of authorship is 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 really important and i'm so proud that you know everybody in the in the in the team feels a sense of ownership autonomy and authorship and that's why they go ahead and create the experiences which are authentic and par excellence and which i'm very proud of awesome thank you thank you for sharing that uh, i'd love to talk a little bit about some of the things you did in the last year that uh, helped you get through it from the perspective of the kinds of let's let's call it products you put out into the world in this new way of being um, can you talk a little bit about because i know you did some very fun things or very fun is maybe the wrong word but at least from my perspective i was like everybody's kind of waiting for you know a lot of people are waiting to get a helping hand and you guys were creating some pretty interesting things so what did you guys do throughout 2020 and what is the start of this year look like right now man 2020 i think the creative juices are flowing and i and i uh, mentioned this before like you know um, you know uh, you know we 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 have this sense of collaboration in our in our team um so we sat down and we wrote down what all things we need to do in order to survive and uh, there were many many ideas and one thing we um, started was something called tailgate and i think that was one of the fun things uh, that i personally personally enjoyed um, a lot um it was what it was just like you know tailgating park your cars um and eat burgers and sandwiches and french fries and i think uh, when we started that um people were frustrated they were dying to go out but of course restaurants were not open and this was the best thing that we could do and uh, we were fortunate enough to have a big parking lot uh, right in front of uh, a restaurant and on every sunday we used to do that and then that became so it started as a small project because we wanted to celebrate and do something different uh, because we were turning 4 in that month and uh, we we said okay let's do a tailgate and let's make it fun and let's make it just just all about the team um so it started off such a with a with a as a concept of this like a fun project and which eventually like made it a permanent project and i think one that was one of the fun things uh, we did which which really really helped us um, a lot um we also started something called chef's pick and uh, talking about you know adversity being a terrible thing to waste um that every chef or every team member not even a chef um every team member who was working at that point of time with us will create a menu we will execute it it'll be their menu right and we will sell it on weekends with bunch of things for example um our general manager is from punjab and he said okay you know let's do dal makhani butter chicken and this that lot of things so we did, we did everything and we made sure uh since it was a delivery format we we bought these um clay pots we bought uh, something to tie it on we bought like a different cloth to cover it so so when it reaches you when it reached to the entire food it gave you a sense as if you're sitting in punjab eating at a dhaba and so so 
so we were just trying to have fun with 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 everything and i think if you're not having fun in doing these things during during such a terrible times um then i think you're you're also like losing on a lot of yeah. things so so i mean that's what i could see from from the the stuff i saw online right was that it really felt like i, I was missing out i felt like I'm, i should be in india going going to the tailgates because i was like I, the the food looks great the energy seems amazing and i think i've sent i've sent uh, links of that to so many of my friends in the industry on the parts of the world because i'm like guys like check this out you don't have to be you know you know you can find ways of actually a existing as a as a company as a restaurant as a brand whatever you want to call it uh add value in a in a safe way uh you know in a, and and still make revenue also you know i think i think it's kind of a win win i think in sort of uh rhyming it back to copenhagen a little bit right like a kind of uh matt started afc in the early days and afc kind of fried the fried chicken has kind of become this yeah. its own universe now and and i know people that come to copenhagen just for the fried chicken now because it's so special and of course you know there's all these interesting things that come out of it when you don't expect it almost right i feel like that's kind of the interesting part um so how, sorry no no please please sorry no i was no i was just talking about you know how it's so important at these times that you know we come together as a team and collaboration is such an extremely important um of idea as as you know when you're working as a team um because you rightly mentioned about you know you know how we off how we operate the restaurant and i think uh, you know in our, our industry thrives on collaboration rather than on competition yeah. and uh, at these times of at these times it was so important to just like call someone and and say hey how are you i think that was so important um, i remember having these heart to heart conversations with so many chefs and restaurateurs um which i would in normal times i wouldn't have had so so i think that was that was that was quite yeah. rewarding also um you talked about collaboration uh we have a mutual friend in rahul from subco from the from the coffee place uh oh, yes. and and, you, I, and also again i missed out on another thing you guys made this awesome was it a coffee kava or something right wasn't it something cool you guys did um yeah now yeah i remember like uh, rahul call, calling me sorry go on sorry No, I think so. No, no, I was I was just saying that like how did that come about and 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 talk to me about the collaboration. You mentioned collaboration that came into my mind. Um man, that I mean I remember Rahul calling me and saying uh, I mean chef uh, you know I mean we were just talking about things we can do with the cold brew uh, because they were doing some amazing cold brews and uh, um then I remembered my trip uh, to Mexico and where I had this like there was the first time I had uh, uh coffee with different spices they call it like cafe de o, o, something with o sorry i'm forgetting the name but that was just like i was like oh my god what is this um so it's coffee brewed with spices and like bunch of other things and we used to make kava uh, kava is a kashmiri tea with like uh predominant flavors of cinnamon cardamom there's saffron there's almond there's melon seeds and that's such a, a like normal thing to drink in in kashmir and and i think that's we were just ideating and we just throwing ideas and i was like dude like if we combine kava and and coffee that'll be epic and i think that's how it started and yeah and we went ahead and did the collaboration we went ahead and did the, did like so many different trials uh, and yeah and i think that was really cool see that is and that's what i'm saying you know you know the the future of our industry is collaboration not not competition you know 
uh, honestly who are we competing and, with Sometimes and also, I, also, also like, I think really that's the fun part like that I that I sort of feel really excited about because the reason Rahul and I connected is because I love my my I had a coffee pop-up I love coffee like I'm, I'm super nerdy about coffee uh, and my idea was sort of to bring some amazing groceries from Copenhagen to India because there's a interesting opportunity especially in Bombay and the big cities for some better coffee but it was very complicated for me to try to figure out logistically and everything and I just run into this this thing on Instagram that Rahul and Sapko have created which looks amazing and I've, I've had some of their coffee they send it over uh, it also tastes really good so I'm like okay you know there's so many interesting things that are happening now uh, and that's what's exciting for me I want to I want to I want to give you the chance to talk a little bit about sort of we're already sort of talking about it but the the current uh, landscape of the industry in India uh, are there sort of certain people, certain companies, certain restaurants, uh, you know, that you're seeing that are doing some interesting stuff that you want to talk about? Just a little bit that you, you know, in the spirit of collaboration. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think like, yeah, and I think there were so many people some doing some incredible uh, stuff. What what happened in India also during the lockdown and during last year that like there were so many uh, people doing uh, food from home, and you know, we spoke about diversity. Um, and I know in Bombay, Bombay only, uh, people were doing food from different parts of India. Uh, they were home cooking, they were home baking. Um, um, people started their uh, 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 spice companies, people started their condiment companies. And I think just as an industry, it was just like so great and motivating to see like so many people stepping out and doing some incredible stuff. Um, and, and, and you know, I have had these chats with like a lot of people saying, "Oh, chef, chef, should we do this?" And and I think I was I was just so happy, um, you know, getting on calls with these people and just like, just trying to guide them in in different ways. And for me, it, that was really rewarding. Uh, not that I mean, not not that there was any personal gain from it, but then you know, I was just so happy to see that there's so many people out there trying to do so many stuff. Um, and at this point of time, now in 2021, um, you know, we can see a lot of those businesses which are now thriving yeah. and, and which is, which is, which is great. Awesome. Um, yeah. I mean, and if we come back to mask and then we can start wrapping up slowly, I think, um, you said you have the lab, yeah. how is the lab different from the restaurant and what are your plans for the rest of this year? Uh, no matter what kind of curveball 2021 throws at us, uh, but like, how 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 do you see it going forward from now? Uh, now that it's five years in and one crazy year, and I don't know how many other crazy years before that for different reasons. Um, how how do you see it going forward? Uh, mask as a whole, and, and and the lab and everything else. Talk about that. Um, honestly, when we uh, the lab, the purpose of the lab is. Um, completely research and development and I think that's what we we really want to focus on um, as I said we we uh, opened in Jan 2020 and the entire idea um, was to like deep dive um, in like Indian food traditions um, and also talk about diversity um, you know I call it like a flavor development uh, space um, where we are you know we're talking about you know pick pickles and you know how Indian pickles are different from the world pickles and how diverse the Indian pickles are from from uh, different parts of India. So I think lab will still act as a hub for research and development. Um, it will also act as 
a place where we can just go crazy uh, doing a bunch of things. For example, uh, you know, look, Mask will run its own course. It has a certain format, um, you know, uh, like a small tasting menu, which will keep running, which will keep evolving. Every month we change the menu um, and the entire research happens at the lab. But what lab will also provide a platform, I want to be more community driven, right? Uh, the lab. So um, this year, the plan is to plug in so many different uh, people from all all across India. Um, now, unfortunately, uh, the government has announced a lockdown, but the plan was this month to rope in uh, this amazing, amazing, amazing lady who has done some incredible work. And she's the, I feel like she's the authority in this like a uh, Maharashtrian food, which is the state that we are in. Um, she will come talk about, uh, you know, Maharashtrian food, caste, sub-caste, how food is so different um, and we will call um, culinary students, uh, hotel management students just to come and like you know listen to her uh, and to gain and it's all free you know we're not charging for it and we will also do a small dinner uh, with her also so so it'll be more community driven and and like her we have roped in at least 10 to 15 people who are doing some incredible work in their own like you know regions so they would come here and that's the purpose lab would also solve um, and it'll be more and more and more community driven so imagine like a like a small school like a one room school amazing and and i mean i i can't wait yeah. to i so can't wait to yeah. try all the food out and eat everything but but from masks perspective so the lab is r d community testing flavors new ideas new concepts and then mask is kind of the tasting menu is the main focus and and continue to put that out, right? Or um, um, the, the main focus uh, for this year is a lot yeah. of healing. Um, and and I think that's so important. Uh, and we don't talk about it much. Uh, and it's, look, you know, when you're hurt or when you pass through difficult times, it's very important to heal. For me, it is not about um, okay, great. Now things are open. Like, let's do this. Let's do that. Like, you know, you know, let's go berserk. No, it's so important to regroup and heal. And I feel like we are in that phase right now, and it will take some time. Um, and I feel a lot of things that um, you know, right now we're questioning within the team also, like things that we need to do. Um, before uh, 2020, a lot of things which felt important, um, I feel they're so irrelevant, irrelevant right now. Right, and uh, mask has been always, always uh, this space where we have evolved every single day, personally, professionally, and that goes for the entire team also. Um, um, you know, and it's so important to evolve and question a lot of things that you are doing. Um, it doesn't mean changing for the sake of of change. Um, it really means not being so attached to the things that you do on daily basis, and that and that you're willing to look at those things with a fresh set of eyes and willing to take risks. And that's what we'll do at Mask day in, day out, awesome. um, you know, whenever that healing process exciting, starts. Exciting, exciting. Last two questions. Uh, what is your obsession with Kung Fu Panda? Where did that come from? <laughs> I think, I think, I think um, uh, it resonates my personality. Okay, let's, let's leave. Uh, when I saw, I think I saw one of the photos um, uh, where it's it's in your kitchen, right? Uh, like you have a mural of it, um, and I was like, okay, I have to just go visit the kitchen now because this is like, this already speaks to me. 
so panda is a mascot and um, the reason i'm obsessed is because uh, as i said i resonate with panda um i love you know if you keep feeding me entire day i'll, I'll keep awesome. i'll keep eating and if you don't ask me to move i won't even good. move <laughs> good um and i think um i know that uh, you know there was there was something that stood out to me and and, and i don't know what bucket to put this in but uh you have this white board where you have a day the like it says the day uh, the day of working i guess of existence uh, of the restaurant and you have a quote yeah. on there i don't know how often you change it but but talk to me about why you did that and and what was the quote today and then we'll, we'll wrap uh quote of the day i don't remember but you know for i feel affirmations are so important in our day to day life you know um affirming someone i mean no matter who you are and what you do um you know at any and at any age everyone craves affirmations and i feel putting those words on the board putting those sometimes it's funny sometimes it's motivating but when you're working and looking at it every single day um it really really it it changes yeah. you from within and it also at the same time inspires you to do something yeah. better every single day thank you uh so even if it means impossible is nothing yeah. so and so i think it, i think what's you know, so, so we reading that no 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 please sorry, please sorry so i'm saying like if you keep every single day you know it, it it's planted in your head and it becomes a part of your personality i i couldn't agree more right because like uh, my background is is building tech startups and because we we work in the world where everything is like you know not real like it's digital you're coming up with software designs to help people do certain things certain ways so anything physical is very important like having something on the wall you know and and to me it's really it's really important because like you said the space you work in it it gives you the energy to do something or not do something right you might have a terrible day you might be stuck in traffic you might have a bad day at home your child is unwell whatever job you are in work now and you got to work and and to get the energy going you yeah. know the space the the people what you read what you look at maybe the music i don't know it's so important and i think that will translate into the food that that's going to translate into the experience and into your product no matter what you do right whatever you're creating so i think uh it's it's i wanted to have you on for many reasons and when matt brought you up on the podcast a few weeks ago right i was like great like let's do it but i think it's just been really interesting kind of following the things you've been doing from from instagram and from other places online and seeing that okay clearly you're thinking about stuff a little bit differently and and that's really exciting for me as a fan of of indian cuisine as a fan of food as a fan of you know sort of the country as a whole um i think it's i think it's only exciting and i can't wait for the next 5 years and many more years of mask and everything else you do so super good to finally meet and connect i hopefully this is not the last time we speak and yeah. <laughs> and i look forward to to having you on the show again uh, you know hopefully in person the next time no that'll be great man thank you so much and you know matt is a dear 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 friend and and such an inspiration like his work and the kind of human being like he's like he's is a is a yeah, brother right. to me so um so yeah, i really look up to him honestly uh, but thank you so much we're uh, you know as a team we're trying to take it yeah. one day at a time right now honestly and as we're trying to heal from where we yeah. stopped uh, 
um, and uh, and I'm so proud of uh, you know what we are doing every single day and and most importantly who yeah. we are. So, so thank, thank you. you so much for, for yeah. your words and man looking forward can't, can't to meeting in person can't and, wait. and Same yeah. Can't thank you, Ritik, uh, and you have a good day. See, See you. you. Bye bye. Thanks. Thank you so much.